0: Flotto Doyle, nice meeting you. from the live network studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey. It's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Episode 20, Nick.
1: We're only 980 behind Joe Rogan. (laughs) We just hit 1,000 this week. 1,000 podcasts for Rogan? Yeah, he hit 1,000 this week.
0: I'm sure they're all radio gold, Joe.
1: Tom Segura was his (laughs) 1,000. He's a good comedian, but... All right. You know, for 500, he saved Alex Jones, which I thought was a brilliant... uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting to see... Who is what one thousand? was going to be. So, I love Tom Segura, but, yeah, you
0: know, it's, Certainly it's, a very energetic guest, Alex Jones. I, I don't know that you can sleep after whatever he appears on, but.
1: You know, Alex Jones, I, I got to tell you, I love Alex Jones. I think he's hilarious. I mean, it's just, it's he so is, funny to listen to funny. that guy. But at this point, I don't know if it's like wearing off, because it's just too, oh, well, man. Who, what was he?
0: Something about, uh. It's kinda of like the weekly world news to me or like, <laughs> yeah, right, or like right. just
1: it was something about like Mars. Oh yeah, did Stern play it where like uh they have uh, children on Mars that are slaves, or something like that. And, it's like, right. and he's he's broadcasting this, and you're like, all right, now I'm just I'm remember just coast, the coast to coast we used to listen to. Oh yeah, that that's the first time. time I heard of Alex Jones.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But that was basically like he was my favorite guest on that show. for They a while. sold every one of those conspiracies at such a brilliant level. Like you were listening to that, you're like, I have to do something about this the next day. And then you never heard. About one of those things well, ever coming to fruition. <laughs> See, here's the
1: thing with the alternative media as they call it <laughs> when you first get into it right and then you start looking this stuff up, like build a burger. Yeah. Th- that group sure. like that does exist. Sure, and, sure. Uh,
0: There's a lot of that.
1: Uh, what's that Grove? Something Grove and looked that yeah, yeah, up I, I, and then uh, Bohemian Grove. Bo- yeah, Bohemian Grove and then you start looking into these things. And then you start watching this stuff and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is like a lot of it's Just very, a lot you know. of stuff is true, and then, <laughs> but then you get to a point where it's then it's like, like right. okay, and then these guys still got to make a living, so yeah. he's going, <laughs> he's going for fifteen years on these things, and you got to keep digging stuff up, and
0: it's just uh, they can't just all run be, out of stuff. They can't all be gems, I suppose. But uh, no, I mean, there's there's plenty of times I listened to that with uh, eager anticipation and was uh, very interested. But I, I guess the older I got, the less I cared. That's like all right, none of that is going to affect what I'm doing tomorrow, so I'm mm-hmm. just not. Uh, I'm not getting all riled up about it. I think when I was in my youth and, like, I had all this time on my hands to be very idealistic and whatever, it was different. I was like, hmm, I could take that cause on. Now it's just like, what would I possibly do Yeah, I do Yeah, I know. I still,
1: I still like that stuff. Eh, I get know. into it.
0: Well, it's entertainment more than anything else. All right, so welcome to the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. We always like to reset at the beginning what we do here. Uh, QuizzoTrivia.com is uh, the website, and you can find places all over the United States to play our live trivia contest, which is a seven-round 70-question contest, the longest in the industry, Nick. Are you aware of that? That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think I, I was aware of that. I think people are also usually very surprised how fast we can get a seven-round, 70-question game turned around. It's two hours flat on the nose, just like a professional soccer game. No extra time, no BS. Like, yeah, get, I have
1: a hard time getting it in, in two hours.
0: Well, I can do it as long as the crowd's manageable. If the crowd's bonkers, then it's definitely you know yeah. run over. Or if
1: the, see, the large team sizes... Sure. Seem to lend to more discussion after the round, so they want to like take their time with each question. And sometimes, when you have like the teams of eight, nine, what, 10, what happens it, for me it's is usually get it's
0: the new teams that show up that are playing for the first time that are the most frustrating to deal with as a host because they don't know the rules and they're asking a million questions and they come up constantly and they take too long and they forget to bring their answers to I sheet feel up. like you could
1: go 50 50 because a lot of times people don't, Like, I had a new team last night guy who's on his best behavior, because you know? <laughs> <Right. laughs> they're new. No, yeah. They don't want to get things wrong. No. I've, they call I've, I've, me I've sir. Had it, I've had it both ways. Yeah, 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 sure.
0: I I have not had any crowd that I haven't liked. There's never been a show that I've done where I was like, oh, oh boy. I can't, I can't believe i got to go see this crowd. I'll just, you know, keep, keep the PR positive. <laughs> I, I'm going
1: to, but I'll tell you what I think. When people are on vacation, they don't act right. <laughs> like, when you're aware you live... Yeah, yeah, you're sure. on better behavior this than when true. you're on vacation. No, so if you could put that very, together,
0: you're very entitled when you're on vacation. <laughs> yeah, because you don't so give it, and,
1: Yeah, you don't. You don't care because you're not coming back.
0: All right, I'm going to start you off with a just uh, a, a, a absolute gem as far as. Pop culture, uh, but it's something that's more entertainment. And one of the things in the general knowledge round is we always try to give a mix of everything, right? So that round is an amalgam. It's it's a mix of all sure the you want current rounds. events, you got to get some yeah, science, get, literature, right? But you're also going to get entertainment every yeah. once in a while. You're going to get these it can't that make are, it all boring all there, right? So Topics. this is kind of one of those things where it crosses my love for trivia with my love for movies and something that I know you love because this is what Nick's global aspiration is. If you could wave a magic wand and say, "Pick your life, sir." He would be like, okay, this guy's out, I'm in. So here's your question. All right. What movie featured a fake episode of Jeopardy, which contained foods that begin with the letter Q category? All right,
1: absolutely. So my man, Trebek. Alex Trebek. My hero. The job uh, you want. Hey, he's get, geez, he's I getting. wonder how many of those it's, – it's foods that begin with the letter Q, right?
0: Foods that begin with the letter Q. So you got quiche? <laughs> right. Is Quahog on there. <laughs> That's Rhode Island. Is that the fake, is <laughs> That's the, a clam. It is it's Quahog. The fake, it's the fake town in Rhode Island that Family, family Guy is based in. Yeah, in, right? Quahog. Yeah, yeah, Quahog.
1: You got the Quince.
0: <laughs> quince, the Quince.
1: <laughs> uh, so it's white men can't jump. Yes,
0: absolutely. Rosie Perez, one of my all-time favorites, and. For those of you who have never seen that movie, she studies this entire time. Like, every scene that she's with Billy, she's looking through this, like, book of used Jeopardy questions in different categories. And the funniest one she came up with is foods that begin with the letter Q. And, and it's actually she, a category. Right, and then when she gets on the show... Uh, at the very end of the episode, you know the category is foods that begin with the letter Q, and my favorite is Woody Harrelson going. She knows seven foods that begin with the letter Q. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in
1: the he's in the audience with right. uh, Wesley Snipes. And- <laughs> That's
0: exactly right. So, shout out to Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. I would like to see like an old man can't jump. You know, at this point, aren't we getting to that that stage where I don't know? I haven't characters- seen Wesley
1: Snipes in so long. I mean last time I saw him was in Blade if, Nine, if, if that, and he still if that movie. Looked like he was if in that shape. movie
0: came out and it seemed funny. Wouldn't you be in, like, a sequel to White Men Can't Jump uh, at this man, point?
1: I, I don't go to see anything, barely. I mean, it's well, got to be like Batman or Star Wars yeah, for me to no, actually no, no, get no, no. to a movie. That's, that's not what I mean. I mean, I'm saying... But would I watch on, it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Sure. That's, yeah, there's an appeal there. So, oh, I, those just of saw, you who are...
1: I just saw something last night. Somebody texted me. Scorsese is producing a Joker origin story oh. That's going to be like 1970s, See, like that's taxi driver that's, ta- that's what I'm talking yeah, about that'll get me to the movie Right, that's yeah. what I'm talking about That's what yeah. I want to say trying to like model it after that Raging Bull Oh, I love Mean it. Streets type of I Scorsese get, the, like,
0: All they make is superhero movies So you might as well get Scorsese in on that and genre the
1: Joker origin story
0: Is probably, and we know nothing Because it's, right. there's so much conflicting information about, you know, whatever But they could set the record straight Alright, so throw one at me, I'll Go back with a couple more that I got here.
1: All right, so um, let's see where we're we gonna go with this. Did you see uh the juice's white Bronco is for sale?
0: No way, the classic one. Yeah, the actual the Bronco one that was on the chase. Yeah, oh, so th- it was on an
1: episode of Pawn Stars. Oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So the guy who bought it was actually uh, it was of course you know OJ's agent. Right, you know, right. always looking out for his client. Of course, you know, back in you know ninety five, bought it for seventy five thousand off of Al Cowling, and the guy's literally just hit it for sure. twenty years. Yeah, sure, put just waiting gr- for the right time.
0: The gr- the time is now.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, it's just over under five hundred thousand. How much is the guy looking for for OJ's white bronze? I'm
0: going over. I'm going way over.
1: All right, so you're with this guy on it. So the the Pawn Stars guys, right? Uh, offered him a hundred thousand, okay, which is nuts, right? Not taking that. They said uh, he said the guy who's selling it that he had an offer already for five hundred thousand that he turned down. Sure. They said they were, he was nuts for turning that down. He had it up for one point three. Yeah, uh, one point two five is what he said he would take for it. Sure. I think it's worth every penny. Oh, are you? The guy's like, if it's not worth it now, it'll be worth it someday. So
0: maybe the most <laughs> famous <laughs> who's, car. So maybe who the does most famous car to drive. Or, like, if you're going to impress a girl. Or scare oh, yeah. the hell out of her, yeah. <laughs> or make a statement. What's better than showing the up? And Ninety-six OJ's... million hey, you, people watched that. Do you know, what, car do you chase know what this is? <laughs> Honey, do you know what this is? Everyone in LA's got a Maserati. Everyone's got a Porsche. This is OJ's white Bronco. Can you imagine getting pulled over by the cops in that? <laughs> it's, it's amazing.
1: Ah. And the car's got under forty thousand miles on it. Ah. Drives great.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's you know just one owner, barely used, <laughs> <it>. lightly used, <laughs> lightly used.
1: <laughs> I mean, it went. You know, we know it went thirty miles an hour. No,
0: the merits for that are on, just on the
1: highway for about sixty miles. They're
0: unreal. I mean, I I can't imagine that that's uh, that's going to get less than a million dollars. I mean, how do you not? Pay a million dollars for O.J.'s white Bronco. I know. It's worth every penny. What was Jerry Garcia's guitar worth? Over a million. Okay. What would you, would you rather be rolling? Or, that's like one of the most famous things in the million world. people watched that night. Yeah. I, I know exactly where I was. I remember- And that's what the
1: agent was saying. He's like, if I can't get a million for it now, I'll get a million for it at some point.
0: Right. He paid 75 grand. Why would you give that up for a $25,000 profit? makes no sense. All oh, right. I'm sure the Pawn Star guys would love it, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'll give you something that's a little bit less murderous. Um, all right. Then I guess I'll skip the other thing I had to follow up with. That's I, fine. That's oh, fine. It's okay. <laughs> that's, all right. Um, so I actually have two. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two, and and they're um, uh, they're kind of all over the place as, as far as uh, you know, going from entertainment to just uh, sort of more scientific stuff. But uh, I'll start you off with this one. What creature takes its name from the Portuguese word meaning flame colored? What creature takes its name from the Portuguese word meaning flame colored?
1: Wow. I don't have anything. Portuguese, was it a romance language? Flame colored? Oh, man. I really have nothing. So I'll just say dragon. Flamingo. Oh, flame covered. Yep. Because it's pink yeah no that's it that's a good one i I would have I don't think I would have been able to get there yeah I, don't I mean know. flamingo I a, and flame
0: that that's that, that, what I'm figuring but is I the wasn't, only real link I wasn't thinking it was
1: going to be as literal as that so
0: yeah and it's obviously it, it if you've ever seen a flamingo up close are there flamingos has,
1: in Brazil or Portugal
0: I'm sure it would I make sense yeah. make it would make sense if they have a Portuguese word for it so but if you've ever seen them they almost kind of like have a gradient fade. Right, where it's really red at top and then it goes to pink. Yeah, you know what Uh, gives them their color? The fish they eat. Shrimp. Yeah, the shrimp they eat. Right, exactly. So, in fact, they have in like when they're in captivity and there's actually a flamingo park I once took my daughter to uh, that's uh, near Sarasota. And um, they have to feed them, you know, artificially colored (laughs) <laughs> keep their, keep their, <laughs> their color, yeah, in captivity yeah, it's because so they're disgusting, right? But, <laughs> it's, but necessary, right? But if like you saw like an albino flamingo, wouldn't you be a little? Do
1: you ever see how they sleep like on one foot too? Of course, and then they bury their nose like I, in I, their back. It's such a weird I animal. I haven't
0: just seen it. I have been like an inch away from it, like just because they have these very docile flamingos in this thing, you can just walk among them. It's not. It's very weird. I'll show you all these pictures. You just and they all are looking for food. So they all see the humans and are like food, 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 food. So some of them do tricks and packs. Oh, so you feed them yourselves? Yeah, yeah. And, and what do you right feed in them? Like biscuits? Nah, it's like it looks like granola bits. So almost okay. like it's like these yeah. little little small chunks of uh, bird food. Bird food. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly what you would hope that they would. Yeah, be there's getting.
1: like 90 of them at the Philadelphia Zoo, but you don't get to feed them. Yeah. and they just stand there on one leg with their noses buried in yeah, the so back. Like, what a in weird Southwest animal! Southwest
0: Florida, you could go look that up. The flamingo. That Park. Type,
1: that animal just looks like prey. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like the <laughs> yeah, neck. Those things survive. The neck is four feet long. What does it do to defend itself? And they're standing Sleep? on two toothpicks, and <laughs> it's like. Doesn't, yeah, if I was a snake or a rodent, correct? At yeah, all. I'd be like, just, this, this thing is it's going ridiculous. down. Ridiculous. no I didn't chance. Even know. <laughs> yeah. How have they survived? Oh,
0: it's uh, it's a fascinating thing. All right, throw one more at me. I got I got one last one. All right, since we're again. talking about birds, okay, yeah.
1: we'll go with this one. One of the, if not the most famous poem. What would you say the most famous poem? The Raven. American history. Okay, Frank, the Raven. If you're
0: going to say birds and poem in the same.
1: Oh word. yeah, you had the you had the bird clue too. So. sure sure. All right, so quote the Raven. I love uh, What is constantly being repeated by the bird in the Raven? Uh, the word nevermore. Yes, Nevermore Yep. He keeps yes. like asking the the questions About to the bird, the right. yeah, and the bird just says Nevermore There is There
0: was um another great Poe piece, the Telltale Heart.
1: Yeah, that's a play. Yeah, it's a short it's, story, it, right? Okay.
0: But do you ever do you remember the premise of that?
1: Of course, uh, doesn't he kill somebody and buries him in his floor? Yeah, and he hears the heart beating That's as right. it drives him crazy <laughs> That's slowly over time.
0: Absolutely right. What the hell happened to this dude? This dude has some weird thoughts. Poe, yeah, and he was found like insane or something at the end of his life. Like nobody, I think he died like last... in a gutter. Pretty, it, much. it, it was like a very bizarre like end to a guy's life that was that famous. But yeah, uh, Poe was awesome,
1: though. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, it's part of American history.
0: Um, all right, so this is also another part of American history, and it's actually kind of a cool thing because. Uh, th- there's a lot of trivia involved with this band, and I didn't know anything about them. It's one of those things that was off my radar forever. Uh, so when I when I thought about this uh, particular song, and I thought about this particular band, I started doing some digging, and it just so happened somebody died a couple weeks ago that's related to them. So that's that's what uh, this spurred this question on. So okay. in the late 1950s, the Champs became the first band to hit number one on their first single with an instrumental when they released what song? Uh, so this was the first number one uh, hit that was an instrumental as a first song released by a band.
1: Okay. I got you. So it's the first time a band released
0: an instrumental and it went as, number, their first, as their first song and went and number went one. Number there one. were other instrumental number one songs, of course. But now, it was, I wonder if this
1: thing rebounded on the charts, if I have this right, uh, when Pee Wee's Big Adventure came out. I love it. Because <laughs> that's how I know the song. I love it. You got it. Put on some platform shoes. <laughs> it, and it did. If you're in a biker bar and you need and, to and get out did. of Dodge.
0: And it did. So the song is, of course, Tequila. Tequila. Absolutely. So the Champs, they were sort of like, um they have like a ton of rock thing going on, right? And uh they blended in like Latino roots into uh rock music. And that's kind of where Tequila was born. Uh, but what was interesting is Glenn Campbell Was a member of the Champs at one point in his career Was he really? Yeah, so they had like kind of wow, a, a, a rotating band thing going on And that song was so popular So he was around in the 50s? Yeah
1: It's funny because sometimes, you know I don't know where team names come from Right Until I'm like reading them out loud and then it hits me Sure So, what? A, what Glenn passed, what, a couple weeks ago? Yep
0: August so, 8th, 2017
1: Okay Alright, so like Maybe it was uh, last Thursday, Thursday before that, something like that. So I got a team. I'm reading the name. Tombstone Cowboy. Of course, he uh, <laughs> was cowboy. <laughs> rhinestone cowboy. And, uh, I say Tombstone Cowboy and everybody laughs and I'm like, what am I missing? And I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> rhinestone Cowboy. Ouch. Gotcha. <laughs> that's, that's so sad.
0: <laughs> yeah, so in 1960, uh, Camel moved to Los Angeles to become a ses- uh, session musician. In 1960? 1960. That okay. October, he joined the Champs. So by January 1961 Campbell had found a daytime job at a publishing company, American Music, writing songs and recording demos.
1: All right, so they were the early 60s.
0: Yep, yep. So Tequila. It's, it's funny because no one would associate the Champs and Glenn Campbell. But obviously he had like, you know, stellar career for that guy. So, RIP mm-hmm. Glenn Campbell. All right. You got anything else for me in the general knowledge round before we move on to sports?
1: Yeah, hey, you want a fun uh, board game yeah. question here. Always. Did you play Operation as a kid? I did. Okay. Do you remember what the highest-scoring ailment in operation was? And I can give you a clue, because the, the question will come along with a clue. But The funny bone? It's the only thing no, I remember. But that was a tough one. That might have been a tough one. All right, so here's, the, here's how the question will read. Okay. Slang for stomach. What is the highest-scoring ailment in operation? Slang for stomach. What is the highest-scoring ailment in operation? The gut? No, the breadbasket. You had to remove like a, like a like a picnic basket out of the guy's stomach. Uh, yeah, yeah, bread gut's an
0: actual term, so yeah. there you go. All right, so little uh, little operation uh, question. All right, um, you know <laughs> what the guy's name was? No, cavity Sam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know that actually. If I had really thought about that for a second, I, I think I would have got it. All right, here's my last one. Since since he got nicknames, he got right. cavity Sam there. Who was nicknamed the Teflon Don? Gotti? John, Gotti? John Gotti. Absolutely. Because
1: nothing stuck to him. <laughs> That's right. Because right?
0: They tried to get him a million different That's like times. Great, it's a great nickname. And he was like one of the most flamboyantly out there uh, mafia bosses ever, just like flaunting his wealth, driving, you know, insane. Like Everybody was like, yeah, he, go he, on the one DL. One of the things he that, that he like, did that was
1: great was, as far as for his business, was he was great to everybody in his community.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. So everybody loved him. Right, that's exactly right. He was thrown around. Ton- well, that's always the it's M.O. Is
1: a great neighbor. Sure, a great, like, like uh,
0: Pablo Escobar, whatever you say, like, about what he did from the drug trade and whatever else, he spent, like, I don't know, $25 million on building housing for the poor. Uh, at like no cost. And that's and how you do gave it. You get yeah, the community so like No yeah. one wanted to rat him out. No. Everyone worked for him. Right. And everybody was like, they're doing better than the government is, and we're making a lot more money than the government. Yeah, it's like <laughs>
1: vicious to your enemies, but friend to everyone else.
0: Right. So uh, there you go. Teflon Don. All right, let's move on to sports. And uh, this is an instant plug for the podcast we are going to be doing next, which is Atlantic City Fantasy Sports. ACFantasySports.com. You are going to get a weekly podcast completely related to uh, Nick and my natural business our first business our uh, our most important pressing business at the fall season fantasy sports so I'm gonna avoid all fantasy sports conversations uh, but uh, we will we will do a bunch of different uh, uh, other sports trivia questions that are gonna appear in Quizzo games. so I got actually a couple really interesting ones this week and and one that I'm just curious to see if you remember because it's been long enough uh, where we've asked this and I um, uh, you know, I, I know we've had it before in the past, but I want to know like what you know about this group. So the highest winning percentage of any team in sports history belongs to the all blacks who play what sport? And for an extra 10 points, where do they come from? So when I mean the highest winning percentage is this is the highest kill rate. 86 percent of yeah, games they've ever played. I don't know played, why
1: I know this. I don't know why I know this. I really don't, but I think I might know it. I want to say they play rugby. They do. They All play right. rugby. And I want to say they're from somewhere in Oceania.
0: I like that. I like that you went, <laughs> I like that you gave it its region first before you decided to talk about the country. And I love Oceania. It sounds like a mystical place that doesn't well, the, exist.
1: The only reason I said that was I'm spying time because I'm not sure why I'm, I'm having a doubt about this. But I am having a big doubt. Did you ask me where they're from? You asked I me did. the, the, the sport an and where points. they're from?
0: Yep, yep. And then I'm going to show you the most intense thing in the world and, and explain it because uh, their culture is top on my mind right, in it's a lot just, of ways. It's just
1: too hard for me to get away from Australia. No, nah, It's New Zealand? It's New Zealand. Okay. Yeah. Yep, ah, see, I knew That's it, like, and I just it,
0: it, couldn't. That probably blew the lid off of any Australian or New Zealand person in, that ever listens to this <laughs> podcast. It was like saying, did Michael Jordan play for the Knicks or the Bulls? Right, right. It's, yeah, yeah. So but Nick, I mean,
1: listen, people, if you live in Oceania, realize I've never watched a rugby game no, in my life. It's I mean, not, this it's, is just going on straight memory.
0: This, this is why we do <clears throat> trivia. It's the, to expand our cultures. But these guys, Nick, are – so 86% of the games they've ever played, they win. OK, it's the highest kill rate of any team in sports history. OK, what they have done historically in terms of world rugby is like unreal. It's just basically like the Patriots is the best way to put it. But there is no second. I place. mean,
1: are they playing internationally or are they playing against other teams internationally, in New Zealand? No. OK,
0: this the all blacks are the uh, the national team of New Zealand. OK, so I so, assume that
1: New Zealand doesn't have that many people. No from and, there. And so. like are talking speaking, about like Dominican to, like, baseball Right, just but somehow just gifted, and,
0: and a level of dominance that you just couldn't even fathom right. because it doesn't even make sense. Like Australia's, you know, much bigger country, sure, same rugby culture. That's why I couldn't. England, that's why I couldn't England, answer New Zealand because even though uh, I
1: knew it, I was like, it doesn't make any sense that they now, would have. Now I'm going to show you. Dominance. I'm going
0: to show you the haka.
1: All right. Sounds like something Jewish people get married under.
0: That's the that's the chuppah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So just watch this. And now
2: the All Blacks just waiting for
1: the French to peel off the tracksuits. This would be Johnny Cash's favorite rugby team.
2: And receive the challenge. Now the I know why
1: they're
0: called the All Blacks. They receive the challenge. These men are the scariest <laughs> dudes you will ever come across. Like what? They, yeah, I mean, these
1: guys walk into a bar. I would just leave just in case. Uh, I, got, <laughs> I, 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 just, I just read a whole book on them. Something or someone is in trouble. No. Uh, what is that gentleman upset about? <laughs> 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 are those guys holding hands yeah, they on the are. other team? Praying? For what? <laughs> 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 Waiting for William Wallace to come out on his horse. Oh,
2: yeah. So is this like an intimidation before yes. the game starts? <laughs> they do this every do. game.
1: It's kind of like Drew Brees <laughs> and the Saints.
0: <laughs> you see that guy on the end there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they never lose. Right. Like, beating them happens, like, once in a blue moon.
1: Now, do they have, like, the highest payroll? Is that...
0: Well, they, they all play club rugby in various places, but as a national team, okay, I there's you. no... Yeah.
2: The challenge has been received
0: by the French. I'll say. Oh, that was right the French. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they were whole man's neck. They're
1: <laughs> like French are just like how long until this <laughs> game is over?
0: Yeah. So like I've done, a, I just uh, read an entire book about them and their history, and they're like a, a hundred years old, and they showed up like in England the first time. Nobody even knew they knew how to play rugby, and this was like, I mean, a long, long time ago, and just like butchered them huh. just butchered them and it was like what was what just happened to us and from that point forward for like you know 80 something years i'll get the exact uh they've dominated just destroyed i think they lost like i'll give you the exact record for for rugby world cup finals but uh it, it's you know 86 percent wins think about that like I, you oh, can't scary. win you can't there's there's nobody who can belichick uh,
1: doesn't win that much no
0: uh especially over a career i mean that's just absolutely ridiculous and in test match, I guess seventy-seven percent. So that's what the uh, the thing is saying. So I don't know what the difference between those two things are. But uh, but in nineteen oh five, they traveled to England and did their first set of uh, tours and went uh, something ridiculous like uh, uh, I don't know. It was like thirty thirty-three and or thirty-five and uh, zero, or they they lost one match three nothing. I think to through a team, but it was like controversial, and they were supposed to. Basically, tie if uh, something counted that didn't. So it's just an absurd record. And that was in 1905 first time. They came there, and they called that team the original. So there's a little New Zealand rugby history for you.
1: All right, so you asked me a question last week about the boss being on Time and Newsweek in yep. 75 in the same week? Mm-hmm. All right, so how about this? In 73, who or what was on the cover of Time, Newsweek, and Sports Illustrated in the same week?
0: So 73?
1: In 73. Who or what was on the cover? That's your clue. Of that's your clue. That's your clue,
0: That's your It's, a, Sports it's a horse. Yeah. Right. It's got to be a horse.
1: I know. I wish there was a better way to word that, but uh, I just can't figure out. Like, is a horse an athlete? So, can I say what athlete appeared on time and we Newsweek? week? We
0: have asked that in that way, and it takes, we just take flack. That's why we changed. I'm sure that's why you changed it because you remember the last time we've used that. Like who or what. Who, yeah, right, right. Well, who but, or what g- is your clue? That's or what you could do athlete away. in quotes. That's going to be athlete. hard hard to interpret. Um, yep. I would just say what was on the cover yeah. of both and, and then be totally you know, vague so you don't give that clue. All right, sounds good. So what yeah. was on the cover? <laughs> what was on the cover? But it was a uh, secretariat. Secretariat. There you go. At least I got the right horse. Yeah, seventy three. So, absolutely, and uh, obviously, American Pharoah, spelled incorrectly, was uh, the last Triple Crown winner. Right? Yeah. Just had there. So yeah, a couple years ago. Got to keep those in mind. All right. So speaking of uh, thoroughbreds, what seven foot six player was drafted by the Philadelphia seventy sixers out of BYU? Hmm. So, why
1: I'm wondering why the, the fact that he went to BYU is not ringing a bell to me. But uh, I want to say Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley,
0: absolutely. Who was like was 20, he the number
1: two pick in the draft yeah, behind Chris th- Webber?
0: Yeah, I think so. You know what it was? A- absolutely. And he went like on a Mormon mission for a couple of years. So he was like, much oh, so older. he was a grown up, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, But he was seven foot six. That's why I 76ers. don't remember him going to
1: BYU. That's probably why yep, he went yep.
0: to BYU. Then went on his mission. And he was and nothing then... at BYU. It was just he he kept growing. <laughs> he was so tall. He wasn't <laughs> the worst player ever.
1: Yeah, he was awkward, though. Oh. I mean, it was not Chris
0: Webber. But... <laughs> he, he, he redefined awkward. I mean, it was <laughs> like a whole – I mean, it just uh, – it reminds me of a great story. I don't know if I ever told you this one, but, you know, who is like – when you think of the, the Sean Bradley of baseball, who comes to mind, the most awkwardly hmm. tall person in baseball history? There's really only one right answer to this. I think he may be the tallest player in baseball history.
1: Yeah, but like Randy Johnson was. Awesome. Randy Johnson. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But he was. I don't he, think
0: of him as being awkward. Oh, he was. I, did you ever see him try to bat? Did you ever see him with a bat you ever in see his him try to get like a a Prius? No, not a Prius. It wasn't a Prius. <laughs> it was a Mini Cooper. That's a Mini the story. Cooper. Yeah. That's so my, you know, my dad's like the mayor of Yankee Stadium. Guy goes to 50 games a year. He absolutely oh, yeah. loves it. And for a long time, we got to park in the same lot as the players. So as a kid, I used to go to, you know, I got a luxury box multiple times a year and got to park in the same lot as the players. And um i'll never forget this when they traded for randy johnson you know we're in there watching all the players get into the car and this car pulls up from you know out of a parking spot and is passing us and my dad's like a little kid he wants to wait for autographs so he you know he accosts all these guys as they're exiting the internal lot before they get accosted by everybody outside okay but usually what happens is the police you know usher them out and they get right on the highway and then it's like you don't have a chance so at least at this point you have to wait for that police rush that to kind of happen so you can get them and they sort of figure you're you know you're in this space for a reason so most of them give you a thing randy johnson didn't give an autograph but he got he was driving a mini cooper with arizona that's license plates unbelievable with a black top red it looked like a clown what car 610 yeah what 6 is foot 10 that's what the that smallest car made and right. randy johnson's like that's the one that's i gotta a car have for
1: a five foot tall woman I, I, <laughs> not a six foot pitcher It, ab- it absolutely lefties.
0: floored me I was like, that's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my entire life But, uh, you know, tall guys It was like clown car I mean, can you imagine if Sean Bradley <laughs> tried to get himself into a Mini Cooper? No Yeah, it would, would definitely not happen You saw, obviously, the uh, big trade in basketball yesterday, right?
1: Yes And once I mean, I don't know what Boston is doing I just, makes no sense to me <laughs> I, I was watching Boston I, I, This is what I'm thinking they think take Kyrie, make Cleveland worse, and somehow they will be Cleveland. But you just gave LeBron two players for one, and potentially the number one pick in the draft. I mean, right? That Brooklyn pick is unprotected. Is Brooklyn the worst team in the NBA? Last well, time I'm I checked, pretty close. I mean, so, what are you talking? Pick one, two, or three uh, in the draft next
0: year. I think it might be a protected pick, but that's really. It's I don't, think, here I don't think Cleveland's
1: done either. I think Cleveland takes their new package and then go makes another package. And I don't know. Well, it's just. It's, I just don't understand how they gave up that one. But I don't,
0: I don't know. know. And, and a guy that's going to be max contract for sure. In right. These, so and, well, you know, and their
1: two best players. Oh, two of their three best players, maybe. We'll see.
0: Usually we, we try to tie that into a trivia question. I just didn't. I didn't have one. Uh, uh, let's see who know. got fleeced
1: by Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Our economy is based on LeBron. Don't James. they realize that Kyrie
1: without LeBron was not that great? Like he's
0: playing with LeBron James. Remember, remember what does that help? Was like, it does help. Yeah, generally speaking. Didn't they that get the upstairs... first?
1: Did they draft Kyrie and then they got the first pick of the draft the next two years?
0: It was something ridiculous, <laughs>
1: right? Because they had uh, Wiggins, who they traded for love before LeBron came back. That's right. That was the number one pick in the draft. Which was not a good trade. And then they had that terrible pick from uh, that Canadian dude that (laughs) I don't even remember his name, but he was the number one pick
0: Uh, at the year they just didn't have anybody to pick. I remember that. I remember it was like, wow, how is there literally nobody? Was Was that the year the one and done thing was introduced? So, like, the top players? No, it
1: wasn't, but, man, it was a weak year. I'd have to go back and look at that draft, but
0: all right. I got one more. uh, I got one more for you in the sports round before we move on to geography history. At forty two years old, who is the oldest rookie in Major League Baseball history? It's always like our oldest, youngest, most, least questions. But the Leroy
1: Satchel Page.
0: You got it. (laughs) All right. Forty two years old and dominated. Oh yeah,
1: that is one guy. Man, I wish I could see that guy pitch in his prime.
0: What do you think his numbers were at forty-two years old in baseball?
1: So, I mean, specifically, what do you mean? Like his win-loss at yeah, forty-two you know, that I mean, that anything. season, I mean, or like, his uh, ERA? Uh, what do you, you want? Know,
0: throw me, uh, throw me anything you want. I, you know, I, so, I, I mean,
1: I'll say a win percentage. All right, so, uh, of, so of, first, uh, first of all,
0: nineteen forty-eight, Cleveland Indians. Okay. Forty-two years old. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, you know it's. Uh, Let's just, with the, total, let's just go. How many total? How many total
1: decisions did he have? Let's start with that.
0: Let's just go with ERA. Let's just do ERA right, I'll say for. His,
1: I'll say his ERA was two seven two two four eight. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: how about bit. at forty three years old, nineteen forty nine for the Indians? ERA. Yep. I'll say two thirty
1: six. Three oh four. Okay, so that's where he started to deteriorate. You're
0: <laughs> right. So those were then he played for a team called the Browns for 3 seasons St. At Louis? 45 yeah I guess 45 46 47 and then he played at 59 years old one game for the Athletics in 1965. Isn't that crazy. And he pitched he pitched 3 innings at 59 years old. Wow. So he was off in 1953 and he came back for one game for 3 innings in 1965. <laughs> <laughs> So, like his was first year of the league, did, did he go like fifteen and five? Like- he only started seven games. Okay, he was six and one. All right,
1: six and one.
0: Uh, seventy-two innings pitch. So at at forty-two, he pitched. Uh, forty-two years old, seventy-two innings. At forty-three years old, eighty-three innings. At forty-five years old, sixty-two. At forty-six, one hundred and thirty-eight for the Browns, and he went twelve and ten. Twelve and ten. Um, at four, that's at 46 years old, man, uh, you know, and then at uh, 47 years old, uh he had 11 saves, oh by the way, for the browns at 46, 10 saves, and for the browns at 47 years old, 11 saves, so he basically went to relief, but you know he was still pitching at a high level, so that's crazy that that dude i mean i can't even imagine what he would have been in baseball had he started in the beginning, you know what I mean? Oh right supposedly he was probably the best pitcher of all time. In a lot of people's minds, we just never got to see him, you know, against the in his prime against the best. So, shout out to Satchel Paige. All right, uh, let's move on to some geography history, and then we'll do entertainment to finish up uh, today's Quizzo Trivia podcast. Um, let's see, I got I got tons of stuff that uh, it's it's fairly interesting for me um, this week, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this one. Um, <clears throat> What modern-day country contains the ruins of ancient Troy? One of the most famous stories in history,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Brad Pitt, front and center. You know, I think most people associate now that battle with Brad Pitt, which is pretty much a sad sign of of the times. (laughs) I think
1: Brad Pitt was juicing for that role. uh,
0: You know, it might have been his finest hour, not going to lie. I mean, he was definitely juicing, (laughs) right? I I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Uh,
1: and yeah. Brad Pitt was a skinny guy. <laughs> in a lot of ways, he was absolutely jacked uh, in that in that movie. He, but he, uh, he was a good Achilles.
0: That's all I could say.
1: Yeah. All right. So, uh this is the one that's gonna keep me from going to sleep tonight because <laughs> I know that I should know this, and I am in between. All right, I just eliminated one, so that's good. I was able to eliminate
0: one. Um, This is how you know it's live and thought out on the air, folks, not edited. (laughs) We're taking our time with this. This
1: is really making me mad. Those
0: are the ones that drive you nuts, because you know you know know it, and you don't want to... It's
1: just torturous. It's just torturous. Because I'm going to get it wrong. And it... It's almost like if you asked me this yesterday, I would have had it right. All right. I got to come.
0: Throw it down.
1: Uh, (laughs) Turkey. Turkey is the correct answer.
0: Yes. Congratulations.
1: Ah. It's great. Sleep like a baby tonight.
0: Basically, in the 1800s, as as far as I remember my Greek history, uh, there was a a German uh, student who listened to his professors basically tell him his entire life that the stories of ancient Troy and all of that stuff were just made-up legends, and basically the Homer uh, you know, reality didn't exist. It was just lore. Right? Oh, so is
1: that why that's so hard for me to remember? Because it's just made up?
0: Well, listen, but listen. <laughs> so this guy said to himself, I don't believe what you're saying. I'm going to go prove that those stories are true. And, the, no, he, and, and he cited the fact that in um, the Iliad, they, they quoted how many ships came from each of these little towns to join the invasion, Okay. Right? And he then uncovered some archaeological evidence that said, in that town, they have a record of contributing ships, and it was basically like the pride of this town that they put in this many ships to the army that went to Troy. Okay. So he said to himself, how could it all be made up if the town's recollection and like their their you know their pride monument of what they did matched up with that story it it, it. He, right, he he felt like there's more to it than just a bunch of made up mythology. Yeah, was like Homer why are just you made wasting this your stuff. time saying there's 130 towns and here's how many ships they contributed? Seven in for this one, 33 for this one. It's like, you know what I mean? If you're just making stuff up and throwing it, those details are lost. But then when you find in that town that contributed, you know, seven ships, and they're like, we contributed seven ships, <laughs> and this is our monument to tell you that that's what we did. Don't ever forget us. Um, he he figured there was something, so he traced back where it was. Basically, got to this coast in Turkey. Went nine levels deep. Found all these ancient cities, but in like the deepest one, he found Troy. Oh, okay. Uh, and there was all kinds of reasons why, which you know. And again, I'm so sketchy with all these details because you're trying to tell a narrative and you're not like remembering exactly, all the yeah, very yeah. specific not, things. But basically, like you you could have been six layers. Could have been you right, know, whatever. Right. But there was something from a pottery standpoint that talked about, you know, uh, that, that had some markings from that time, and basically once they started getting around, they found all these different things in the Iliad that matched up with, you know, descriptions and where they went, and they were able to retrace where the ships sailed around and where they docked, and then they, you know, they started, it was like all this different stuff, but this guy was basically like, my professors don't know what they're talking about, it happened, I'm going to go prove it, and he did. So oh. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty cool story about the history of Troy.
1: All right.
0: And of uh, course, uh, what college football programs are nicknamed the Trojans? USC. And? One more. Michigan
1: State? Oh, wait, what am my... I saying? No, the, they're, uh, they're Spartans. Spartans. Duh. The uh... Troy. University of uh. Troy. <laughs> <laughs> the Troy Trojans? Yeah. <laughs> We would have been here for a while.
0: <laughs> right. uh, who's, uh, I didn't know somebody
1: th- that went to Troy though.
0: Yeah, the most fa- one of the most famous uh, defensive ends of all time went to Troy. And his name is Did he just retire? I think so. Yep. Uh Demarcus Ware? Demarcus Ware, absolutely. Drafted in the first round by, by Jerry Jones. Well,
1: yep. Bill, Bill Parcells.
0: Uh did yeah, Parcells. He got he he just knows how to get those edge rushers. I would Yeah, because I remember him. when they drafted him, I'm like, who yeah, from when, where or uh, what? Right. When we like, took John what? Abraham. Who? I was like, John. Like, I looked up the team immediately. John Abraham was on a South Carolina team that went 1-11 and the year before. And I was like, you did what? Like, you remember that? We had four first-round picks, and we took Abraham, and I was like, who is this? I have I was a little bit relieved, though, because Sean Ellis was their first player taken, and, right, I, kn- and I, I knew him. Right. I knew he was going to be a beast. Uh, he turned out to be one of the best players we have. All right. Uh, throw another Geography History my way. I got one more for you, and then we'll move on to entertainment.
1: What three word phrase is on Martin Luther King Jr.'s gravestone?
0: We shall overcome?
1: Nope. <gasps> three words. Oh, that was three. Sorry. <laughs> it sounded longer. If, if maybe, I guess it was if, if overcome. Right. Uh,
0: that would have been a good one. Um I you see that's four words. I don't know. What is that? I go have? to the end of the speech. Just give it to me because I'm free going, at last. Free at last. Like, okay, there you go. Yeah, I mean, they, that would have fit. I, I was like, uh, you know, I have a dream, but that's four words. So. Right. But yeah, I think people will get that. Sorry I, I made so. that mistake, but that's a, tr- a, that's a, a good tricky. one for sure. Um, all right, so here's a, a different one. This is this is one of those things that I imagine if you wanted to like write a good Netflix script, right, about like a dystopia future, you could use this Little situation is like a basis for another war breaking out and that type of thing. Okay. There's a couple of those, like, you know, the region in Pakistan and India that they've been fighting over forever.
1: Is it the Khyber? No, that's Kashmir. K- Kashmir, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, this is sort of the Kashmir of Europe. What uh, territory on the France Germany border was the subject of multiple disputes between the two countries?
1: the french and german border
0: yes was the subject of disputes between multiple countries so very much like kashmir this region has changed hands multiple times and the population is very much mixed it half uh, speak german half speak french i don't it's... know if i'm
1: way off is it like a nation right now no it's, it's just, just an a, area it's a, it's a of, region yeah
0: one of the countries is it called prussia nope <sighs> ready yeah alsace it. lorraine okay so, I've heard of
1: it but I did not know that yeah, that so, was so a so the
0: history of Alsace-Lorraine is crazy. It's it's like one of those disputed regions that like the French never got over the the fact that the Germans have and took possession and it's like
1: So it's a region in Germany now, but the French are still angry about it?
0: Yeah, I I you know, I think it's uh let's see what the what the official status uh uh of it is, but it's those it's two territories that are now called one, right? So like you have the so territory of Alsace and the then there's Lorraine. Of Lorraine. Um, but right now, it's it's Germany. Yeah, it's part of Germany, imperial territory of the German Empire. Um, but I I think um, oh, I guess this is sort of the history. So it's two separate territories.
1: And is Germany still calling themselves the German Empire? I hope not. <laughs> I think we
0: gotta end that. Really. No, we
1: should at some <laughs> point.
0: Hang on. No, but I guess after Germany lost the war, it went back to France. So 1945, now it's French. Oh, so it's French again. It's French again. Okay. Yes, but again... The dysto- so France got something out of all that. <clears throat> the dystopian future that I envision. <laughs> Germany's going to say, you know what? We want that back? I, I like that. Let's bring that back into the fold. I don't know what they do there, but, you know, that's uh, that's uh, the cashmere of Europe, so to speak. So you got anything left for me, and I'll... Uh... Oh, sure. I'll give you one here. Uh, what island is the smallest
1: county by land area in the U.S.? What island is the smallest county by land area in the U.S.? Manhattan? Yes. That's crazy to me. I feel like Manhattan's huge. It's not that big. I guess it's so built up right. that it has the feeling of just enormity, and it takes so long to get from one end to With the other.
0: That. I, I couldn't imagine any other island that would be its own county, so that's sort of why my head went there. Uh, to begin with, because
1: uh, an uh, another, hmm. you know, that's a good one, like
0: Nantucket or something like that, you know. But I don't know what. Yeah, the, no, that
1: would. Yeah, you, you'd be. That would be part of a different county. Well, uh, Brooklyn is called, but Brooklyn's it's not on its own island. island. Yeah, exactly. It's on an island. It's on
0: Long Island. Right, but it's part of that, so right. it's it's not its own. But thing.
1: Brooklyn is called King County or Kings County. Uh,
0: yeah. I I would assume, because Queens County is Queens. (laughs) It's certainly not Queens County. It's Kings County, but it's Brooklyn. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, All right, so let's move on to some entertainment. Last category of the uh, Quizzo Trivia Podcast, episode 20. And uh, I'm going to start you off with uh, one of my all-time favorite uh, subjects in the world of entertainment. Who stole the sports almanac in the movie Back to the Future? Biff. Yes. Do you have his last name?
1: Biff's last name?
0: Biff, what's your last name,
1: dude? <laughs> Wait, hold <laughs> on. Is it like a real common last name? Is like Biff <laughs> Roberts or something nah, like that? Or is it kind nah. of, it's like an interesting, yeah, it's not, it's not like Johnson
0: or nah, Roberts or something little, like little that. Different. It's a little different. It's a name I remember from my youth because he's, you know, his is relatives really? are in all the different, uh, you know. Gosh,
1: why am I drawing a blank?
0: You want it? Yeah. Biff Tannin. Tannen. Tannen. Tenon. Knew it when you said it, but wouldn't have gotten there. All right, so throw one at me, and then I got at least two more for you that I really like. One of them is a segue question all right, that so, we had uh, earlier. Do you know what
1: uh, Joe Jonas' new band is called?
0: <laughs> this I'm, is one of it's those. It's getting that, to a point, though. I'm, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure, but I'm so proud that I don't. Okay, it's so they're called uh,
1: DNCE. Great. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Who performed their 1983 hit song alongside DNCE as part of a special Royal Caribbean cruise?
0: I have no idea. I don't even understand. Really? I don't even understand the all right, question. All right, all right. let me let me let me Let's back up. Let's my head back up my my head's second. fried here. All right,
1: may, maybe I'll maybe I didn't word it <laughs> quite well. Okay. <laughs> this past week, okay? Who performed their 1983 hit song alongside DNCE as part of a special Royal Caribbean cruise?
0: Okay, so this guy or band teamed up with DNCE to sing a 1983 hit song on a Royal Caribbean cruise line. That's what you're telling me? This guy's. This past week. Right. Who.
1: Performed their
0: nineteen eighty three hit song
1: alongside DNCE as part of a special Royal Caribbean cruise.
0: So the Royal Caribbean Cruise has to be your clue here because like why is Royal Caribbean Cruise involved in this question? Uh unless there was You some... know what it
1: just this is so in your wheelhouse that I'm shocked that you didn't know this. So that's why I worded it so no,
0: I absolutely did not know this. Alright, so here you go. Okay.
1: How can I make this uh What's the what big... happened this past week that was all over the news? That was just bad stuff. Like... No, no, it actually brought the brought the country together for once in a non-political
0: thing. Oh, this ridiculous solar Oh Jesus, Bonnie <laughs> Tyler There
1: you go, Bonnie, Bonnie Tyler Tyler's Total, eclipse of the... Total Eclipse of you the know, Heart
0: You know, I had somewhere in my notes To mention they, the fact they that they the number one They had a cruise one... called the Total Eclipse Cruise The number one song downloaded this week In iTunes was Total Eclipse of the Heart By Bonnie Tyler there That was go. somewhere in my world to discuss at some point But yeah, of course like What was the unifying <laughs> event of <that's> nonsense <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like, well, I figured
1: 1983 hit. I thought you would be all over that.
0: Yeah, you know, I obviously remember the song, but you know, that's. <laughs> I thought the
1: the question, if I had asked uh, as part of a special total eclipse cruise like that's the the cruise yeah, was called I mean, the clearly total eclipse cruise right so right, that's right, just right. too easy uh, no
0: that that gives it away completely but sure bonnie tyler's total eclipse of the heart which somehow became the theme song even though she's just making an analogy so, Dude, if you
1: get a chance to listen to this performance
0: uh, all right there's a 55 second clip here so let's see what this that's is enough. all about dude that's
1: enough man you don't want to go further than 55 seconds <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: musicians I'm not going for the high Maybe notes Maybe she anymore.
1: can get Adam Lambert to do it at the next eclipse.
2: Did you see that bohawk?
1: She won't even try.
0: Play it again like, What happens after they play it What happens after she plays it gone. Well, you know is that gone. song is 8 minutes long oh. Oh. <laughs> How did Joe Jonas get wrapped folks, up in that nonsense Folks I apologize for what you just had to hear I Part of me wants to take it back and not do that And part of me says you know I had to hear it So maybe you have to too uh, I don't know Whoa. I don't know what to
1: make of it But next uh, Eclipse
0: Whoa <laughs> That's
1: <all I> can... <laughs> I'm avoiding the total eclipse of the Caribbean cruise.
0: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in a totally different direction um, with the next one, and then I will end on a 20 pointer. So I'm gonna give you two more. Uh, this was referenced earlier in the show, and I always like when we're able to tie a question in here. What was the name of the ghost trucker in Pee Wee's Big Adventure?
1: It's so funny you say that because that. Um... Performance Just was working. reminding me of the accident <laughs> that she was
2: in
0: A large years ago Marge. today on this very road. Jeez,
1: how's, Peewee's all over today. We got tequila, That's what I'm saying. we got Large Marge, <laughs> large and we Marge. got Bonnie Tyler's version of Total Eclipse in R. <laughs> <It's extraordinary. laughs> the,
0: the car accident. Large Marge. Tell him large, large Marge sent you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that cartoon scary face that they were able to make. You yeah. know, it was in like Roger Rabbit too when they when they got what's his name?
1: It's a, such a classic.
0: All right, throw one more at me. I got one more before we end today's Quizzo Trivia podcast for you. How many times can I say that? In what? Single episode. And I'm going to I'm
1: going to I'm going to give you the hard version of this and then if it's just too hard, we'll we'll make it easier for you. What Democratic senator is cousins with the fifth highest grossing comedian of 2017? What Democratic senator is cousins with the fifth highest grossing comedian in 2017? So you want, to give me, the, you want me to give you the comedian? Something, because I'm, yeah, I'm just. All right. So Amy Schumer is the fifth highest. Chuck Schumer. Yeah, there you go. So It goes, <laughs> it goes from really hard to really, really easy. easy. Pretty insane. You know, yeah,
0: I, I like that, actually. There's, there's a part of that. Like, I think you can add the word New York senator, and that's enough of a clue without giving away the last name. Yeah,
1: if you live in this area. or if Sure, is you know, a
0: fairly famous New York senator, you know, so throw that. With I'll them. probably
1: just take it easy on people and say what Democratic senator is cousins with Amy Schumer. but
0: Yeah, you know, you could go either way on that, but uh, I like it. I didn't realize they had any relation whatsoever. But Right, you know, that's, that's what's that's
1: interesting about it. No you could question. go true or false, they're cousins, but...
0: All right, so this is one of those where, like, everyone knows this movie, and if you're a trivia buff, this is one of those movies that, like, you can just get an endless amount out of uh, on a trivia level for so many different reasons. And there was a lot about the making of the movie that's ended up good trivia, a lot about guys who turned down roles in this movie that ended up good trivia. But it's also a tough uh, question to remember all the characters because when you have one of these types of movies where there's multiple different characters, sometimes you remember nicknames but not real names, things like that. So here's my 20-pointer. Name either of the two freshmen who seek to join the Omega Theta Pi fraternity at Faber College, only to end up at Delta Tau Chi, aka Animal House. Animal House. So you know the whole movie's plot is yeah. based on these two kids. The so Flounder, Right, that's a nickname. So do you remember any of their names?
1: Oh my gosh, I gotta know Flounder's real name.
0: That's the that's the question. You see why I think it's a good one? Yeah. Well. And it looks like you're going to stump me here. And at the I end. got nicknames too, so I mean, theoretically, you could do a forty-pointer out of this one. Flounder's the one everybody will remember, sure. Like I, but but they'll remember the nickname. I don't think they'll remember. It. But when no. you hear it, you're going to be like, "Oh my god!" Of
1: course. I know it's such a flounder-like name. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the best. It's just... the, both names are just yeah, the they're best. great. They're and great I, and just... names,
0: and they fit the character so beautifully. It's almost hard to. Hard to take. And, and one of the nicknames, I think, is I just haven't very seen hard. this
1: movie in 20 years. Oh, and I, it
0: holds up so well. Uh, and so much not... trivia. Like, you know, like uh, Donald sure. Sutherland turning down yeah. the back end, which back would have end. been worth like $32.5 million for a 30 grand payday. It, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love stuff Kevin like that. Kevin Bacon's first one. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, just fantastic. All right. Just, lay it on me. Larry Kroger and Kent Dorfman. Dorfman. Kent Dorfman. (laughs) Flounder. Dorfman. Why flounder? Why not?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Zero point zero.
0: Trust me, folks, when you hear the montage coming at the end of this episode, you'll understand why I ended on a uh, animal house note. So what's the dean's name? Um. (laughs) <laughs> I almost said the Dean from back to school. Dean Martin. <laughs> Which is Dean Martin, <laughs> Yeah, right? that's great. Uh, I, I know this. I should know this. And that's a, it's what I'm saying. Endless amounts oh, of trivia. Um, God,
1: you know. Do you mind if we dance with your dates? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeez, I'm blanking. Go for it. Is it Dean Warmer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warmer.
1: I don't have it in front of me, but.
0: I'm almost positive. I'm almost positive you're right. Zero point zero. Was, uh, Usually when
1: I throw them back at you, I'm I'm positive. Yeah, but Dean Warmer. It was absolutely,
0: warmer. absolutely. And who? Some with, was it Dean Warmer's wife, a daughter? Was she a part of that? Didn't somebody get with like a underage girl who turned oh. out to be like, a, or was it a teacher's daughter? Yeah, or? I don't know. You got me on that.
1: I know that, um, or something. In Caddyshack, the kid who lost the caddy scholarship.
0: Oh, with Lacey Underall.
1: Well, no, wasn't he? Oh, wait, wait, what was that? Oh, no, no, that was Ty's college roommate or something. He got thrown out of college. Oh, yeah. Being with oh, the, daughter the daughter of the dean. dean. And yeah. he makes that as a joke. And he's yeah, like, yeah. Hey, w- guess what that guy's name is? And he's like, Bob Hope? He's, he's like, no. No, it, it was
0: something. Uh, uh, or It's a great line. Though. Oh, Mitch Comstein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My college roommate. Mitch Comstein. Yeah. All right, that's a good one. All right, on that note, we're going to end the 20th edition of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. We will see you next week, everybody. Do
2: yeah. your